Today is Mother's Day. Palapakanulin natin si Lord sa ating mga nanay. I uh, especially honor my mom who is here today. And she's feeling strong and she's feeling healthy and enjoying the healing touch of the Lord moment by moment in her life. I honor you, mommy. I honor my Mama Lucy who is now in Davao. I honor also Mama Linda, who is also now with Rose in the United States. Today I honor the memory of the mom of my children, Sister Bing. She must be enjoying the presence of God's angels in heaven. But today, my wife Rose is watching from Houston, Texas. My love, this is for you. Thank you for mothering our children the way you do. Thank you for coming to our lives. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for, for loving us. And thank you, Lord, that that love is so manifest. That love is so real because we feel that in the embrace, in the counsel, even, Lord, in the rebukes of our mothers. Thank you, Lord, that you are a father who also has a mother heart. For he said in your word how you long to gather Jerusalem like a mother hen would like to gather her chicks. Today, Lord, we draw from the reality of you. Speak now to our moms. Speak now even to the dads, the young people, every soul that you have drawn to this place. When your counsel is revealed, lives are changed. When your word is preached, hearts Intentions, motives are being revealed. So Lord, today once again, release unto us the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Bless now even our online community who's watching with us. Be with us, O Holy Spirit. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone will say, Amen. Lord, Thank you, Sister Annalie, for the prayers, for the exhortations. Sister Annalie is the head of our latest ministry for the entire Lighthouse Christian community. Thank you for pastoring the women of the church. Today, we continue our series that we began last Sunday from Deuteronomy. Last Sunday, we began a series entitled Remembrance and Continuance. And the basic premise of the book of Deuteronomy in the second reading of the law is that the Lord, through Moses, was reminding the generation, the new generation of Israel that was going to cross now and behold the fulfillment of the promise of God to their forefathers. And we said that there was going to be a need to read the law for the second time because this generation grew up without beholding the fantastic, miraculous signs that their fathers witnessed in Egypt, in the crossing of the Red Sea, even the raining of the manna from heaven. There was going to be an imperative to remember. Even before they continue in their journey, they've got to call to mind the faithfulness of God in their lives. And so as our Levites, thank you, Sister Arlene. Palapakan natin si Sister Arlene and our uh, beautiful uh, ladies that led us today. As they led us in worship today, we remembered 
I remember the goodness of the Lord. And because of that, we know we can continue in the coming years of our lives. So last Sunday, our first installment was taken from Deuteronomy chapter 5. And we said, when we remember God's grace, when we remember the grace of the Lord, we can continue upholding the law. The law that has been fulfilled in Christ Jesus. The law that reminds us of how imperfect we are. Of how we are unable to fulfill the righteousness of God. But because of Christ, we can obey the law that has now been written. That has now been etched in the tablets of the human heart. If you have your Bibles, please turn out to Deuteronomy chapter 6. And out of reverence for God's word, let us all rise. Deuteronomy chapter 6, we'll be reading about 8 verses today, but I'll be preaching from the entire chapter. Let's start with Deuteronomy chapter 6. Let's start with verse 1. I'll be reading from the New International Version. Shall we read this out loud together? These are the commands, decrees, and laws the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing to the Jordan to possess, so that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you and so that you may enjoy long life. Hear, O Israel, and be careful to obey so that it may go well with you and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your fathers, promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. When you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols in your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. When the Lord your God brings you into the land he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a land with large flourishing cities you did not build, houses filled with all kinds of good things you did not provide, wells you did not dig, and vineyards and olive groves you did not plant, then when you eat and are satisfied, be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I have entitled the second installment of this Deuteronomy series because this is Mother's Day. Remember our children translate the faith. Father, may you now add blessings to the preaching of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone will say, Amen. As you give praise to the Lord, you may now be seated. Again, 
Deuteronomy chapter 6 is that very famous chapter of the Bible where you will find the Shema. Shema, they call it Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. But before we apply the truths of the counsel of the Word of God to ourselves, to our present circumstances, proper hermeneutics in contextual study behooves upon us the duty to ask, what did this mean to the original hearers? To that generation that was going to cross the promised land. To that generation na narinig nila ang kwento of how God was so infuriated. How God was so provoked by the disobedience of their fathers. To a generation that did not really experience the parting of the Red Sea, and yet because Hebrew people are rich in oral tradition, they have heard countless times the stories, the stories of God's love and the stories of God's anger as well. Because that for me balances the nature of God. He's a God of love but He's also a God of righteousness. To neglect one and emphasize just one over the other is to miss out on the real character of who our God truly is. So imagine you were the Israelites, we were the Israelites, and we are now hearing the words that we just read that I will not read again. Hopefully your, your thumbs are on that part of your cell phone Bible apps or in your actual Bibles. What did this mean to the new generation of Israelites? I have a few points just to do a contextual study. Number one, it must have been that the Israelites were being reminded that really the, the heart of the law is love. If this law is going to be a reality, if this, if this law is going to be a reality in the lives of the people, If this law is going to be a reality in the, in the lives of the children of God, they have to remember that the essence of the law is love. Love the Lord your God. And when Jesus came, he even added a second law that is like unto the first law. Love your neighbors as you love yourself. The second generation of Israelites were being reminded, this is where your forefathers faltered. They loved the Lord in a very petty manner. Na konting inconvenience lang, they would rather go back to Egypt. So if you would like to fulfill this law, Moses would now be telling the Israelites, go back to the heart of it. And the heart of the law is love. You'll find it in verses 4 to 6. Another one is that the Israelites, the Israelites, Israelites must have been reminded that theirs is the duty to extend the faith. But now that they have learned all of this from the experiences that they have been through, they've got to teach, that's the imperative, teach your children when they lie down, when they get up, Tie them in their, tie the law in their foreheads, even put it in the door frames of your houses. So when we were in Israel, we bought this thing called mezuzah. And when you go to our house in Almanza, you will see it. I put it in there. 
I screwed it in the door. Behind that thin silver thing is a scroll of the Shema. So that the Hebrew people, whenever they would go out of their house, they would touch that mezuzah connect with the law so that now that you're going to be exposed to the outside world make sure that you have the heart of the law that is love and that you are always going to teach this to your children you'll find it in verses 7 to 9 and the Israelites must have been hearing the thunderous voice of Moses and they must have been reminded that it's all about the dangers of affluence that they were being warned Moses was now saying, take care of yourselves, young people. You are now going to cross the promised land and on toward the promised land. And you will have vineyards that you did not plant. You will possess house that you did not build. And you will have this prosperity. Unlike the austerity of the 40 years in the wilderness, you will now have the chance to embrace the prosperity of the land that is flowing with milk and honey. But be careful, Moses would say, lest you forget that it was God who brought you out of the land of slavery. The warning of the law is always clear because forgetfulness is a human trait. Ang paalala ay gamot sa taong nakakalimot. And so, it must have been a refreshing thought for the Israelites to be warned. And you will find this in verses 10 to 12. The one that we read a while ago. But there's another part that I wasn't able to cover in our reading today. The imperative of revisiting history. The imperative, the importance of reflecting on history. Moses would now say one day, one day, he was talking to this young generation, 40 years old and below. One day, your children will ask you about everything that happened. Your children will now ask you, why did this happen to our forefathers? Make sure that you reflect on history. One of the things, if you're going to join us in our Israel pilgrimage, Part of our itinerary is to visit this museum called Yad Vashem. Yad Vashem, if I am not mistaken, it means that so that we will remember. It is a museum of the Holocaust. Because six million Jews were annihilated, burned in the gas chambers by the armies of of Hitler. Yad Vashem is there in Israel today to remind the present Jews and to remind the world lest any revisionist guy. Kasi binabago na nila ang kwento. Sinasabi nila na drama lang daw ng mga Hudyo ang Holocaust na yan. And so they put in there the clothes of the people before they would burn. They would be burned in the ashes in the gas chambers. It is important that you reflect history because if you don't learn from the lessons of history we are bound to repeat history and you'll find that in verses 13 to 24 but at the end of Deuteronomy chapter 6 if you flip to verse 25 it is all about really the importance of click please the importance of knowing true righteousness. 
Because in verse 25 it says, If we are careful to obey this law before our God, as He has commanded us, that will be righteousness. That will be our righteousness. So no wonder sa mga Hudyo, when they read the Old Testament that we Christians call the Old Testament, when they hear the law and they go back to the heart of the law, they would reason, para kami ay maging tama sa mata ng Diyos. Para kami ay maging righteous sa mata ng Diyos. We've got to follow meticulously every letter of the law. So aside from the Ten Commandments that we read last Sunday, they added more than 800 more nuances in that law. Ang pagtatay, paano maligo, paano magugas ng kamay, paano umupo. And they were thinking, if we can just perfect the law, then maybe we can have true righteousness because that's what verse 25 is telling us. Is, still, is this still relevant to us? Now that we are covered by the new covenant, now that Jesus has fulfilled the law, maybe the next question is, then how were all these fulfilled in Christ Jesus? And here is where our confidence will lie. All of these, and I don't have the time to go through all the verses, but all of these, mga kaibigan, the heart that we were talking about, the imperative to love, to teach, to warn, to reflect, and to obey, all of these were fulfilled in Christ. Number one, because Christ obeyed. The obedience of Christ fulfilled the law for us. He who was without sin became sin for us so that we who are sinners can become His righteousness. Iniwan ng Panginoon ang glory ng kalangitan. Kaya ang tawag dyan sa theology, kenosis. Hinubad niya ang kanyang pagiging Diyos at niyakap niya ang pagiging tao so that we can now have a high priest in heaven who will sympathize with the pains that we go through, with the temptations that we face, and yet... He has not sinned. And because of His obedience, we know that we've been covered by His righteousness. This has been fulfilled in Christ Jesus because in the time that Jesus was here, there was always a resonance of lessons. He was the great rabbi. He was the great teacher. He taught. He preached. He made sure that His people will understand the full narrative of the counsel of God from creation to the fall, to the redemption, to the recreation of the new heaven and new earth. And that's why the disciples who were in the road to Emmaus the day after the crucifixion, when Jesus walked alongside them and Jesus started exposing unto them, exposing unto them the law, and they were being taught, their hearts burned because Jesus is the fulfillment of all these lessons. It was also showcased by Jesus' ability to have overcome the world. Jesus showcased unto, the, unto all of us through his counsel that man does not live by bread alone, that you shall not put the Lord your God to the test, and that you shall worship God and him alone. He was not a prosperity preacher. He did not live for the financial gains of this world. He said, the Son of Man doesn't have anything to lay his head on by nighttime. 
He knew how it was to be abased. He knew how it was to be persecuted. He knew how it was to be hated upon. But he overcame the world. And that's why as believers, we can overcome the world as well. And in Jesus... He said, I will send you the Holy Spirit so that the Spirit will remind you of everything that I have taught you. Hindi mo man ma-memorize ang bawat page ng Bible. But when you need the counsel of the Lord, He said, you will never be left orphan. You will never be left alone. I will send you the parakletos. I will send you the Holy Spirit. To walk alongside you and the Holy Spirit will remind you of everything that I have taught you. And lastly, that when we are really looking about our righteousness. So Lord, how do we become righteous? Is it by perfectly obeying the law? But Lord, alam na namin, we cannot and we will not be able to fully fulfill the law. Now we know the doctrine of substitutionary righteousness. Sha. <clears throat> ang namatay para sa atin. Tayo dapat ang dapat na parusahan. Tayo dapat ang tumanggap ng hagupit, ng bigwas, ng puot ng Diyos sa mga makasalanan. And yet, Jesus took them all and by His wounds, we are healed. By the cross of Christ, the law of God has been fulfilled. And to us, mga kaibigan, kailangan lang natin magpuri sa Panginoon for all of these things. So, if I will just put this in a framework again, if we say that Christ is the fulfillment of the law, and daming demands ng law, love one another. Yan ang sabi natin kanina. Kailangan alam niyo ang heart of the law. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. But in Jesus, He obeyed. And because of Jesus, we can now love others because He first loved us. Another imperative. Teach. Paano kayo magtuturo, Lord? Sabi ng Deuteronomy, Ikaw, mga magulang, be the extension of the faith. But the Lord would say, You have now the Word of God. You don't have to second guess what the counsel of the Lord is. The Word of God has now been given unto us. We now have the canon of the law. Hindi ka na kailangan manghula. There's now the resonance of lessons. Another imperative, warn. Warn who? Warn the children of the uh, dangers of affluence. But Lord, ako mismo eh. Natutokso rin ako sa kayamanan. But then the Lord says, Take heart, I have overcome the world. Another imperative, reflect. Reflect on what? On history. But the Lord would say, Don't you worry. The Holy Spirit will be the one to remind you of the history. And therefore, you can have the chance to walk faithfully before God. Now, sabi, obey. But Lord, how can I obey? How can I have true righteousness? And the Lord says, I have substituted myself for you. And because of this substitution and by the power of the cross, you have been made righteous before the Lord. To God be the glory, mga kaibigan. That is the gospel in 15 minutes. You go to the heart of what the law says. And yes, the law is not evil, the law is good, it is righteous, but know, my friends, that in the gospel, you cannot fulfill the law if you do not apply 
the redemption of Jesus that he purchased for us in the cross of Calvary. And so as preachers, we preach Christ crucified. It is only when we reflect on the crucifixion of the Lord Therefore, we also have been crucified with Christ. Therefore, it is no longer I who live. It is now Christ who lives in me. The life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gives and gave himself for me. To God be the glory forever and ever. I'd like to call today a mom to give her story of how, despite her desires to fully fulfill the law, she will be the first to say, I fell short again and again. But thank God for her mom who led her in the true righteousness of Jesus. Please welcome a dear teacher by profession, a mother of one, and a daughter to her own mother. Please welcome Sister Nora Dalugdog. It's okay. Blessed morning. I am Mrs. Nora De Lugdug, married to Mr. Ramil De Lugdug and a mother to Ayana Lynn, plus 43 young people because I am a teacher. When I was asked to give testimony for this Mother's Day, I can't help but to reminisce the time I conceived Diana. It was mixed emotions. We prayed for her, so I was joyful, thankful, amazed at the miracle, but at the same time, afraid. I feared, what if magkamali ako? Mag-add pa ako ng kaluluwa sa impyerno. That's the exact thought I had. Then I prayed for wisdom, how to raise a soul. The Lord reminded me of my trainings from my own mother. I can love because I am first loved. I wondered before, paano nagagawa ni nanay na hagudin lang ang ulo ko, nawawala na yung sakit. Hawakan niya lang yung parte na masakit. I felt relieved. When I became a mother myself, I now realized how and why. It is because as I hold my child whenever she's sick, I whisper a prayer na, Lord, you are the designer of this beautiful angel. Pagalingin mo po ako. Panginoon, kahit ako na lang, please. It is God's hand extended through a mother's loving hand. A plead of a mother's heart reaches directly God's heart. I am confident. Nani helped Tate to channel provision for a family, but she never left home. She found a way to work from home. So when we get home, we, my siblings and I, have someone who would listen to all our stories. May kwenta o wala. When the Lord said that He will never leave me nor forsake me, magagalit or hindi ako maiintindihan ng mundo, but I have someone God assigned to be there no matter what happened. And someone who will stay and stick with me when the world turns its back at me. I will never be alone. And I intend to send that message to my daughter. 
was disciplined. Huwag na po itanong ko nakailan ako. Matino po ako, medyo matino po ako ngayon kasi nakarami ako noon. <laughs> Masipag magdisiplina si nanay. When we did something wrong, she would ask, ano ang ginawa mong mali? I had to say it out loud enough for her and for me to hear. Nagsinungaling po, nagdisrespect po, nagdisobey po, and so on and so forth. So I learned to own my mistakes and the responsibilities as results. So when the Lord called me that I am a sinner, naalala ko po yung maraming palo. Oo nga, makasalanan po ako. <laughs> Then many would ask, pag may ginawang mali, ano ang matatanggap? I knew the answer. It's not just as excited though when I answer in a quiz or in a recitation. Palo po. She then would ask, ilan? Siyempre, so long po ang isasagot ko. <laughs> then, would, I would feel the rod on my butt, pain that I thought I will never forget. She would then embrace me and say, Anak, pag hindi kita pinalo or hindi kita itinama, hindi kita mahal, kasi iisipin mong tama ang mali mong ginawa, uulitin mo lang ulit, mas lalo kang masasaktan. Afterwards, that is when we, she would buy me merienda and let me eat and enjoy the food I wanted. That's grace. <laughs> Sounds familiar. I was a sinner, deserved hell, but because of God's loving rod, I was corrected and back to God's graceful arms. God prepared me for my salvation through my mother's training and discipline. Nani kept her promises. When Nanay said, sa susunod, si Kuya naman ang bibilhan, she would definitely do that. Pag sinabi niya, pag alis ng bisita, may palo ka. I was hoping she would, she would have a poor memory, but it never happened. She would always remember. <laughs> Sabi ni Nanay, maaaring minsan mali ako sa ginagawa ko para sa inyo. Hindi niyo gusto ang paraan, katulad ng sa ibang nanay, Pwede niyong kwasyon na wala akong alam at mas dudunong pa kayo sa akin. Pero kahit kailan, hindi niyo makakwasyon kung bakit ko kinawa lahat ng to. Kasi mahal ko kayo. Ito lang ang best kong paraan para mahalin kayo. We cannot question her love. I, can, I cannot question God's love. I told you I prayed for wisdom. God revealed to me, to train Yana, the difference between negotiables and non-negotiables, preferences and principles of God, sins and mistakes. I did not want her to have her hair colored, like blonde or other color before, but because that was a preference, I allowed her. I did like the cut pants, Tama-tama pong buo ang pantalon, pupunitin. But anyway, but because that was negotiable, I allowed it. Going home late is not tolerable, since that is not honoring parents, which Ephesians 6, 1 and 2 instructed. Sexual immorality, lying, disobedience, disrespectful, these are hated by God. I showed her the verses. I also let Yana reason with me, but in a manner of respect. What is a mother? It is hard to imagine how much God loves me. So for me, 
She is the flesh portion of God, so I would grasp a, li a little of who he is and see and feel God in flesh. Then when I am ready to hear God's voice, I have a little idea already. Mothers, you are amazing. We will cheer for our children as they soar high, hurt when they are hurt. Sounds familiar, right? That is a portion of God's heart through a mother's heart. Solidarity, Gloria. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Nora. Lord, thank you for, for uh, Sister Nora and Nanay and for having blessed her, Lord, with the privilege of motherhood. Thank you, Lord, for the resonance of lessons that in our moms we see a portion of you, of your character. Salamat, Lord. Protect her testimony as she goes along through life. Bless her and bless her indeed. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone will say, Amen. Isang malakas para kay Sister Nora. And that, for me, is how the gospel comes alive. The gospel is not only a theological, what you call this, pontifications in the pages of the scriptures, but it is lived out in the lives of the people that truly impact us. Moms, you are a representation, at least a little representation, of who God truly is. Thank you, mga nanay. So thank you, Sister Nora, for making it so practical for us. So as I end this short Mother's Day message, let's now bring this to some practical applications. As I now address the moms, dads, you are not exempted. Young people, you are not exempted. The non-mothers here, this is the word also of the Lord for you. Number one, the importance of speaking life to our children. I love what you said, Sister Nora. Na kahit na mahapdi yung hagupit ng palo ng nanay or ng tatay sa ating butts, we can still hear the voice of mom and the voice of my dad saying, kasi mahal kita, kaya kita itatama. Otherwise, kung papunta ka ng bangin at hindi pa rin ako iimik, ibig sabihin nun wala akong pakialam sa'yo. Parents, speak life to your children. To the generation that was about to cross the promised land, Moses spoke life to them. They had every reason to be discouraged. Paano yan, Moses? Hindi ka nasasama sa amin. And maybe that's also the fear of many of the children. When I was young, I remember one of my greatest fears, one of my phobias, as a matter of fact, was coffins. Pag nagbabiyahe ako galing summer, Sakay ng pantrang ko na hindi aircon, yun lang ang afford ng family. Buong gabi yun, natatagbabiyahe kami. Lahat ng tindahan sarado na pag alas dos, alas tres, except ang punerarya. Pag may dadaan ng punerarya sa daet, dadaan pa sa daet dati, sa Naga, sa Ligaspi, sa Sorsagon, ang punerarya lang, I could not look. You know why? Because I dreaded the day when my parents would be gone. I dreaded that. But thank God that as I grew older, as I grew older, and as I grew deeper in the Lord, I have had this healthy theology about death that now I know 
My dad has already passed on. Thank God my mom is still very much alive, well and healthy. But we now know we are alive whether they are still here or no more because they have spoken life to us. Children, i-appreciate natin ang ating mga magulang, mga kapatid. Ang ating mga nanay, mga tatay. Stephen Moses would say, Here, therefore, he would now encourage the Israelites, be careful to do them, that it may go well with you. It's about life. It will be well with you. You will multiply greatly. The Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you in a land flowing with milk and honey. Importante pong, we speak life to our children in a world that's always pulling down the psyche, the morale of people. Importante na sa loob ng pamamahay ang mga magulang, lalo tigit ang mga nanay, ang pagmumulan ng mga salita ng buhay. Kami mga tatay, pwede kaming tahimik lang sa bahay. Pero pag sinanay ang nagsimula, magsimula ang magsalita, siguradong ano yan, walang agaw istasyon. Kailangan marinig ang boses ni nanay. So let me encourage the moms who are here. Might as well, because you've been given the power of prophecy. You've been given the power of life in your tongue. Speak life to your children. I have another mom that I'd like to call on here on stage. To reveal unto us and to share with us how she has fared through life in the many ups and downs that she has been through. Please welcome our very dear Iggy Atienza. Hello. Good morning, everyone. I'm Katrina Atienza. I'm also known as Iggy. I'm a senior manager at Accenture and a mother to my two children, Inigo, who is 22, and Elise, who is 12. They're here. Um, I, let me tell you my story. So I accepted the Lord into my heart when I was eight years old. It was 1989. I was with my mother at Word for the World in Makati. My paternal grandmother, whom we called Momsi, was the one who shared the word to us. And for us, becoming born again was a big deal because my mom's family um, is part of our traditional religion. In fact, they're Opus Dei. But my mom saw that a life in Christ um, offered our family hope, and she made that decision. And I followed, my dad, my sister followed as well. Every night, mom would lead us in prayers. And since I love to read, my mom got me a children's Bible, and she encouraged me to read it every day. And that's a habit I have to this day. But even if we were Christians, life was not easy. We had generational curses that we were working through. We had financial hardships as well. And when I was 11, my parents separated. And that broke my worldview. And um, I stopped trusting my parents. In fact, I stopped trusting a lot of authority figures. And as you can imagine, I became very rebellious when I was a teenager. I drank, I partied, I stayed out late. 
And, but my mom and I had an open relationship, very open conversations, and she would tell me there are only two non-negotiables, even if you're doing that. Number one, never let your grades go down. And number two, never stop praying. Sabi niya, even if you are sinning, never turn your back on God. Always talk to God. So that's what I did. I went to UPLB for college, and that was where I met the person that I was going to marry. Um, Dino, at the time, he was not a Christian, and he was also nine years older than me. I was 18 when we got together, and when I was 19, I got pregnant with our eldest son. I did not take a leave of absence from college. I endured the judgment of strangers, the insensitive remarks of my professors, the anger, disappointment of my parents. But even if I felt isolated, I kept my promise to my mom. I did not let my grades go down, and I kept praying. Inigo was born in the summer before my last year of school. Um, as a senior, I experienced, um, after dinner, I would put him to sleep, and then I would work on my thesis until around midnight when he would wake up. Dino, at the time, he was working at a college bar at LB. So, 4 a.m., he would come back from work, and then siya naman yung mag-aalaga. Kasi my son is such a night owl. Even when he was a baby, he would stay up until 8 in the morning. <laughs> Um, so in that way, through God's grace, the help of my mom and my mother-in-law, who would come substitute and take care of my son, I was able to graduate on time. Dino and I got married in 2003, and in fact, it was Pastor Saniel who officiated our wedding and took us through premarital counseling. In 2011, we welcomed our baby girl, Elise. Um, so, so Dino, all this time, he would go to church with me every Sunday, but it was only in 2013 when he accepted God into his heart. So he and my son, sabay po sila nagpa-water baptism. Tapos as a family, we all went through first steps together. Uh, Dino joined the Levites and he began serving the Lord. Um, if you guys remember, siya po yung malaking tao dito before skinhead, um, medyo ika-ika maglakad, siya po yung nagigitara. And he used to play the guitar almost every, every week. So yun, um, and since my husband was serving, nahiya naman ako, I started teaching kids' church again. Uh, we went through Married for Life in 2018, highly, highly recommended. That's where we met um, our mentors, Tita Ann, Tita Che, and our discipleship group. When we committed our lives to the Lord, um, we experienced a closer relationship as a family. We experienced God's guidance and provisions, and we also experienced His blessings. Um, after so many years of praying and hoping in 2022, we began to start building our dream home. Sadly, Dino did not live to see that house completed. He passed away last year, September 28. As I said earlier, we have been together since I was 18. I'm 41 now, so my entire adult life I was with him. <laughs> Suddenly, I had to face life alone. I had to be a single parent to an adult and a preteen. Um, 
I had to teach my daughter because she was being homeschooled at the time. I was managing this house that we were completing. I was working full time because I'm the family breadwinner. And yes, we were all grieving. It was very, very difficult. I let myself cry and grieve as much as I could, but I also held on to the Lord for hope. Just as my mother taught, I prayed and turned to the Word of God. And this is what I share with my kids as well. So first, um, one of the books that helped me when I was going through the grief when it was very new um, is a book called Hope for Hurting Hearts by Pastor Greg Laurie. He lost his 33-year-old son in an accident. And in the book, um, he asked God, why did you let this tragedy happen? And one of his pastor friends told him, never trade what you don't know for what you do know. And what do we know? We know that God loves us because in Jeremiah 31 verse 3, he says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. And because God loves me, I know that he can make good things come out of terrible things, even the death of my husband. Number two, I know that I can trust in the Lord to deliver me from my difficulty. The Bible is full of verses about this, but my favorite is Psalm 118, verse 5. When hard-pressed, I cried out to the Lord. He brought me into a spacious place. And number three, God's word also helped me to accept what was unacceptable. In uh, Job uh, chapter 1, verse 21, it says, Naked I came from my mother's womb, naked I will return. The Lord gave, the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. One of my favorite praise and worship songs is by Matt Redman, and that's the refrain as well. You give and take away, but still my heart will say, Lord, blessed be your name. It's almost been eight months since Dino went home. Since his passing, we have since moved into the house. Again, it has not been easy. But I start each day with prayer and I read God's word. And that gives me the strength and the hope to go through each day. And without that hope, I would not be standing here in front of you. God is good and God is gracious. Amen. Um, I try to mirror that love and acceptance that I've felt from my mom, from God, to my children as well. And um, I teach them the same thing. Whatever happens, whatever the circumstances, hold tightly to Jesus. Let me end with 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Because what is seen is temporary, what is unseen is eternal. And in all things, praise the Lord. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you. Will you extend your hand to our dear sister? Lord, salamat for the life that you have spoken to our sister. And she has been through the darkest of deep. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that forever your word shall be the source of her inspiration, especially as she now is a single mom to Inigo and to Elise. 
Lord, salamat for sustaining her through. And salamat for the wonderful seeds of faith that you have planted in her soul. From the young age, you have never abandoned her. And so today, Lord, we commit to her, we commit her to you, her present and her coming years. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Kat and Dino used to be part of my discipleship group too. Circa 2013-2014. Papurihan natin si Lord, mga kaibigan. Ang titibay ng ating mga nanay. Speak life. I, I remember a story. Uh, Thomas Alva Edison, when he was in his um, fourth grade, he went home with tears in his eyes because he had a sealed envelope coming from his teacher. He said, Mom, teacher said, I have to give this to you. And the mom opened it, and Thomas Alva Edison was excitedly anticipating what was in the letter. And as the mom read the letter, she said, Oh, the school is saying, you are too bright, you are too intelligent for the school and for your level. The teachers could not accommodate you. So I will have now to teach you myself. And that began the homeschooling of Thomas Alva Edison. Who is Thomas, uh, Thomas Alva Edison? The inventor of the incandescent bulb. Many years later, success came to his life. Prosperity poured in. And his mom, he took care of his mom well into her 90s. And when, her mom, when his mom died, when his mom died, he chanced upon that letter that the school sent to his mom. And he was shocked at the real content of the letter. You know what the letter said? Dear Mrs. Edison, your child is mentally deficient. The school cannot accommodate him, so we have expelled him. True story. So in his memoirs, Thomas, M. Thomas Alva Edison said, This mentally deficient child became a genius because his mother told him so. Mothers, that's your power to speak life to your children. Take it home today as we now come to the close. Another one, extend generosity. Moms, you are the conduits of God. Kaya namin alam na generous si Lord dahil generous kayo. Salamat, mga nanay. I remember I, I already told you several times this story. When I was in about grade 5, I went home and I had an assignment in my reading class. I was so poor at English during the time, obviously. And the word to use was the word denial. So I went to my mom and I said, Mom, please use in a sentence the word denial. And she said, true love is the denial of one's self. I still don't understand. I still didn't understand. And I said, what, what does it mean, Mom? Sorry, Mama, this is a graphic illustration. And this is actually how my mom explained it. You know what, son? The last time I bought myself new underwears was probably about five years, six years ago. 
Because every time I would buy myself, I would want to buy myself underwear. I would think, unahin ko naman mga anak ko. Pagkain na muna ng mga anak ko. And that's why we have grown up to be, I believe, good children. Because my mom has always been generous. Amen. Parents, extend generosity to your children. Even Moses would say, when the Lord your God brings you into the land of your promise to your forefathers, it's a land with great and good cities. Houses you did not build, good things you did not fill, cisterns you did not dig. You will eat and you will be full. God is a generous God. Alam ko naman po ang importansya ng pangungripot every now and then dahil kulang talaga yung budget. But moms, you are the exemplars of how it is to be generous. Dads as well. So please, apply this word to your life. Few more. Exemplify loyalty. Because Jesus or Moses would now remind that when you go now to the land that has been promised, or it will be teeming with idols, you shall not go after the other gods of the heathens in that part of the Middle East. Showcase loyalty. The reason why I've always told my children not to lift my fingers, the reason why I've always been a one-woman man. When I love, I love completely, no looking to the side. Because my mom has always been loyal to my dad. My dad was only 46 years old when she suffered stroke. My mom was only 44. At the prime time of her life, as a young woman, she was deprived of the physical intimacy with her husband. But for 14 years, my mom took care of my dad with utmost loyalty. Thank you, mom, for giving me a hero that I can emulate for the rest of my life. Demonstrate faith. Another one. Demonstrate faith. Moms, you are the exemplars when it comes to faithfulness. I remember one night last year, I visited Tita Sally Macalino. Maybe she's watching online right now. All of a sudden, after the death of her husband, the stroke of one of her daughters, and the uh, diagnosis of another daughter of hers, now it was Tita Selly, the fourth in the family. She has been rushed to the hospital. And she was there for a few days. And being an, an, a senior citizen retiree, she didn't know where to get the funds to pay for her expensive treatments in Asian hospital. Rose and I went to visit her. She sat up. Nag-makeup muna siya bago kami pumasok ng room kasi hindi pwede makita ni Pastor Jojo na hindi siya naka-makeup. And as we ministered unto her, I said, Tita, can I pray for you? And she said, Yes, Pastor, please, but can I sing a song? In the midst of her pain, she started singing. I love you, Lord. And if you have heard Tita Selly, she's a songbird. For your mercy never failed me And all my days I am held in your hand In the middle of her pain She was singing to the Lord And so when she sang out the chorus Ah, ako na yung umiiyak kaibigan And all my life you have been faithful 
Imagine she just lost her husband. Her daughter is a stroke patient. Another daughter is a cancer patient. And she is in an undiagnosed sickness. But all that could come out of her mouth is this song. All my life you have been so, so good. Mothers, demonstrate faith. Because when we see the faith in you, our lives are never, ever the same. Amen? You have that. And lastly, storytell grace. Kung meron kaming alam sa inyong mga nanay, kayo po ang greatest storytellers. Nasa, nasa sinapupunan nyo palang, nasa sinapupunan palang kami ninyo. Naririnig na namin. Hindi na namin alam yun. But now scientists would know and would show that even the child in the mom's womb would now listen to the stories of the mom. The music that the mom would listen to. So if there's one thing that we would surely respond to is when you would storytell grace unto us. And so Moses, when he was ending, he would say, so when your son asks you, in times coming, what is the meaning of the testimonies of all these statutes? Then you will tell them that we were slaves in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Mothers, continue sowing good seeds into the lives of your children. Can you click that, please? Continue speaking life to your children. Continue extending generosity. Continue exemplifying loyalty. Continue demonstrating faith. And be the source of stories of grace. To God be the glory forever and ever. Amen? Now, before we pray for the moms, I'd like to call on three wonderful children to give a tribute to their mom, to their moms. Please welcome the most beautiful, handsome kids in the world. Of course, they are my kids, Luke, Rafa, and Caleb. Can I, can, can I control, please? Can I control the PowerPoint? Thank you. Caleb. This is my Caleb. He is 17 years old. And this is Luke, and this is Rafa. Hello, okay. okay. Hi, good morning. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. Happy Mother's Day, Especially Paul. to the moms. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Paul. Sorry, Paul, we're still setting up. It's just uh, very relaxed. Hello, Bob. Hello again to all the moms. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, this is your day for all the moms here. We hope you know that uh, everything you've ever done, and I, I believe I can speak in behalf of every son and every daughter here, that everything that you moms have done for us, we really do appreciate it, and we thank you so much for it. Um, yesterday is Mother's Day, but Every day is Mother's Day, isn't it? Because there's not a single human being in this room that would not be here 
if it wasn't for our moms who gave us all the love, all the support, all the care throughout the years. So today, to all the moms out here, we honor you. Yes, and we'd like to give a very special uh, thank you to all the Lolas here, po, all of the grandmas. And for me personally, po, I would like to give a very big thank you po, to our Mamila, Mami Lucy, uh, Lola Elby, and Lola Linda. Thank you po, so much for all your generosity, all your love, and all your support for us, po, for being there for us during our hardest times and never giving up on us and always spoiling us. Po. Thank you so much po, from the bottom of our hearts. You are such a blessing to us, truly, Pa. And uh, I'd also like to say a special thank you uh, to our mom. Although she's no longer here with us, because seven years ago she went home. Uh, she's not here, but she's still here. She never left. She never left. Um, all the lessons, all the tough love she gave us growing up, all the values of sacrifice that she imparted upon us, they're still here. And uh, we just hope that, Mom, uh, we're making you proud, and we miss you dearly. We dearly, dearly miss you, but we're doing okay here, thankfully. <laughs> so uh, thank you, Mom. Uh, um, even though it's been a while, Mom, thank you for um, the love and support that you've given us um, while you were here, for showering us in your affection as much as you could as much as you could possibly give. And uh, even if it has been a while, um, I know that one day we will end up seeing each other again. And I know that just because you just went home early, pero papuntarin kami there. Not soon, but eventually. Hopefully not soon, not that <laughs> yeah, soon. Yeah, not soon. <laughs> eventually, eventually. I'm the youngest out of these three, so. The time that I spent with mom is obviously like not as much as them. Mom hasn't been with, mom has gone home earlier than us seven years ago, like what they said. And seven years ago, I was only 10 years old. I actually don't really remember the first 10 years of my life that much anymore. It's kind of a blur, but all the values, the memories, all the things that my mom taught me during those, that short 10 year span, I will carry on for the next 100 years or however long I may live. <laughs> that 10 years will forever stay in my heart and my mind and my soul. Um, my father always plagiarizes what I say. <laughs> in the next Sunday na my son, my youngest son, Caleb, said during dinner time that blah or blah or blah. At least he's giving you credit though, right? At least yeah, at least, but I, he should have asked, you know, but it's okay. <laughs> I don't mind it. But where does that lead to? It's because a few years ago, my dad had this preaching. I think it was actually also Mother's Day. And during the dinner the night before, he asked us, what are the blessings that God has bestowed upon you in these past few years, kids. And what I said was, oh, the biggest blessing that God has bestowed upon me, and not just me, us, was Tamam. Tamam who is 
unfortunately not here with us right now. She's watching. Hi, Tamam, I love you. Um, I really can't imagine what I would be like without Tamam right now because for the past seven years, she has been my mother. She has seen me grow up, grow like mentally mature and grow physically. Because now I'm a lot taller than her. But when I first met her, I was like way shorter than her. But thank you, Tamam. I hope for the, the rest of your life, the rest of my life, we're together. And that you continue to guide me and watch over me as well. And of course, sorry. <clears throat> and of course, there is one other motherly figure that we must mention, of course, and she is here with us today, which she rarely comes to church, by the way, and that is the commander of the kitchen, Ate Josie. Palakpangan naman natin sa Ate Josie. Yes, naman. Ate Josie is actually Maya, yeah, actually. She came to the house when I was born, so she's been with us for 17 years, actually. So, special mention, Ate Josie. Thank you for always being with me. Thank you for always being with us, for always cooking for me, for always doing everything that we ask, even if sometimes naiinis ka na sa akin. Thank you. And uh, going back to Tamam, thank you so much that you have accepted us into your life. Thank you for caring for us. We honestly didn't think, I mean, for me, I didn't think that after mom died, I would have another motherly figure, and I feel like I was already coming to terms with that fact, but it's such a blessing that I still managed to grow up with a mother figure in my life, someone who I can look up to, someone who is very independent, very strong, uh, the type of woman who I want to be, the type of person who I see as my role model. Thank you so much for all the love in your heart, for accepting us, for being there for us all the time. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Tamam. I was 18 when my mom passed away. I was already an adult, so it, it, it's different. Our experiences are vastly different, but Tamam has been nothing but kind and supportive with everything that we have done, and I couldn't have asked for a better second mom. Well, technically, I have six moms because, uh, you know, Silalola Elbi, all our Lolas in, the, in Davao, in the U.S., the amount of love and generosity that they've showed us growing up. There's not enough words to describe just how thankful I am, and we are, for, for all of that. One more round of applause for the mothers that are here. Thank you, Kidos, for honoring mom. Thank you for honoring Tamam and all the Lolas. Moms, nice, ma, lola, salamat sa buhay ninyo. But moms, more than the gift, more than the gift, we would like always to pray for you. Because the greatest gift that you can ever give, that you can ever get, is Jesus. Ang regalo, mawawala, ang mga roses, bukay na binigay sa inyo, mangunguluntoy. Ang pera, kulang at ubos. Pero ang regalo ng eternal life na si Lord lamang ang makapagbibigay, yan ang bitbitin nyo for the rest of your life. Amen? Ang pag-ibig namin pwedeng limitado dahil makulit din kami mga anak. Sorry, Mami, for all my kakulitans. 
Pero ang pag-ibig ng Diyos is so unconditional na kahit sa mga pinakamalalim at pinakamadalim nating mga kasalanan, ang pag-ibig niya ay patuloy pa rin ibinibigay sa kanyang mga anak. Amen? Thank you, Lord. I remember again the story of my mom. She would deny herself for the underwear para lamang meron kami. But I point you to the cross because Jesus denied himself of the comforts of his divinity just so we who believe in him shall have the comforts of eternal life. Pwede bang akbayan mo lang, holding hands mo lang yung kapwa mo nanay. Church na nasa likod, can you extend your hands towards our mothers? Panginoon, we lift to you all these moms, O Lord, that are here in your altar. How beautiful are they, O Lord. Ang mga mukhang doon namin unang naranasan kung paano nga mamagmahal. Our moms will always be our first love. Their voice has been the first voice that moved us even in the womb. Salamat Lord sa mga nanay na naririto. And though we have hurt them in many ways by the words that we said, by the deeds that we did, Lord, thank you that still you are Redeemer, that you're the one that forges our families to come together. And our moms will always know, O Lord, hindi man sila perfecto sa kanilang pagiging nanay, but Lord, you're always the God of recompense. Kayong nagkakompensate, Panginoon, sa lahat ng aming kakulangan so that for the rest of our lives, our mothers will look to you, Jesus, as the only perfecter of their faith. And so, Lord, we ask in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit that for the rest of our mothers' lives, you will bless them and you will bless them indeed. Habang hawak-hawak namin, Lord, ang nanay sa aming kaliwa, sa aming kanan, maramdaman ng nanay na ito, Panginoon, ang inyong pagiyakap, ang inyong pag-approve sa kanilang ginagawa bilang mga nanay. And Lord, samahan niyo po sila sa bawat moment ng buhay nila. Kayo ang kanilang kagalingan, kayo ang kanilang kapunuan, kayo ang kanilang kagalakan, kayo, Lord, ang kanilang kapayapaan mula ngayon at magpakailanman. Minamahal namin ang aming mga nanay, Lord. And even for our moms in the online service, bless them, Lord. And let today be another of those days that will remind our mothers, Jesus is Lord. And when we have decided to follow you, Jesus, there's no more turning back. Because only you deserve the glory, the honor, and the praise. Lift up your hands now, Lighthouse. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. And may the Lord make His face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto all of you. Yes, may the Lord lift His countenance towards all of us. And may the Lord grant us His peace as we now translate the faith of our lives to our children. In the mighty name of Jesus and all God's children will say, Amen! Give the moms a hug today. Happy Mother's Day. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your Mother's Day lunch. I have decided.